Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back, and thanks for joining us. You've tuned into another episode of the Old Terps podcast brought to you by the good folks at New Amendment. Hell of a car you pulled up to in uh, in the game, Kev. I mean, you know, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm going to go to my, my local dealership and... Uh, <laughs> we're, still, we're still in jokes now, okay. <laughs> we're doing this. We're doing this. Still, we're still in jokes we're now, We're doing okay. this right off the rip. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was our... Uh, that was our lead up to this thing. I mean, Reese Reese Mona just took ninety percent of what Travis has said over the past week and just literally vomited it all over the podcast. No shame. For us. It was ridiculous. No shame. No regard. He he was just saying it with a straight <laughs> face, like y'all. Let me get my ha has. <laughs> no, it's not how it works. <laughs> hey, Trav, what car you what car you in, got right I now? I live I live in New York City. I take in the New York. Train. What car you got? Ha 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 I'm gonna steal the joke now. You live <laughs> on the farm. You're driving a John Deere. <laughs> <laughs> no, that John Deere sweet though. It, it just doesn't go quick enough. I'll tell you. I'll tell it you what though. It, you it it shows. It's exactly. I mean, if we want to talk about full circle, it takes us full circle to uh, to last week. You know, when we were talking about the group chat. You know, I feel uncomfortable texting Kevin these days because he's driving a Porsche. <laughs> you kidding me? Let alone a group chat with what are you talking about? <laughs> with Christian Wofford and all those guys. My my, my own friend. This guy's pulling up in a new Porsche every single day. He's got if somebody's taking photos as he's driving in. Could you imagine if I hired somebody to take photos of me whipping into work with the GMC terrain? You kidding me? <laughs> you have your dog. You have your dog sticking yeah. out the window. Yeah, and he'd look cute as hell, wouldn't he? Dude, we should, oh, we yeah, should do that. We should we should take uh we should each give our like a little intro. Like I'm gonna be on my way to work and I'm gonna have a video man record me and I'm gonna drop an ad for the New York City A train. And, and and tag Kevin. Fire. This this would be a funny concept though. Is people talk about like regular people just hiring photographers to take pictures of them all day. Like, Trav, if you had a guy just taking pics, like you wake up, OD. walk out of your apartment door, you're getting on the A train, be OD for, for, be for right. the ten people and then Reese in the comments shitting on them somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Suit ass, baggy suit, baggy suit. <laughs> yeah. Bro, you They're still like wear you, you do wear suit tie every day. Recently, they go to church. I did. Yeah, he in the. What are you talking about? No, Reese is definitely wearing all his Maryland gear every day. It's not I do. No, to the gym. To the gym. It's all Maryland. Yeah, gear. All Maryland. What you wearing right now? Maryland what are you wearing right now? David, that's a podcast on the turf dog. Podcast. Yeah, you got what year? That. What year? That's a warm up shirt. You, you, this this joint was senior year. Yeah, that's oh, that was the first year I actually took warm ups off. Yeah, that is ass. I, as soon as soon as we left, that stuff stank, is that a real hat? Trav, is that a real hat? Is that no, this is this is the authentic Orlando 2017 uh, hotel resort March Madness hat. You, yeah, you, I know exactly what you're talking. You have about. one of these, Kevin. How you did have, you? you have one? Of these. Yeah, you got you one, of those one of these in the crib somewhere. For sure, I'm looking at mine no, right about. No, that's Don, Jacksonville. That's honestly. Jacksonville. No, Trav. that's Orlando. I think truck driver Kev, <laughs> truck driver Kev, lost <laughs> I, that hat a long time ago. <laughs> Orlando, that's Orlando though, Reese for sure, hundred percent. I swear, I have that same hat. Um, that's definitely the year you got. That's definitely your second. I didn't go to that because we didn't go sophomore year. That's that was definitely try your junior year, huh? We'll, we'll go back to the receipts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can get receipts, man. That, we got hats, we got rugs, we got towels. We got one win. What else we one got? Win. Not, we got- not two. It's a lot of we got a lot we of got NCAA mats. tournaments. A lot of NCAA. Hey, speaking, speaking of NCAA tournament, that was the thing. And go ahead, Kev. 
you tweeted that back. You stole a mat, right? That was that was oh, I a gotta, thing. I, Didn't the the Big Ten they like message I'm you? sitting. I'm literally sitting on top of the rug right that now. That was a self snitched crazy. Jay NCAA Miller. is on your Jay ass. Miller. NCAA is watching this podcast. Bro. No, this was this was already. Stolen. I had I had that thing hot hutched up against my arm. I'm walking out of there. I was so pissed that we lost. Nobody could tell me anything. And the the woman sitting there and she's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I said, Nancy, back up right now. And don't come near me. I'm walking to the bus. I'm getting on it. I loaded that thing up on the plane, and now it has traveled with me all over the world. Portland, Oregon, Chicago, now Indianapolis, Indiana. Can't imagine what's made it onto that floor of that rug. I don't think I want to know. It's been in your dorm room. I don't think I want to know. It's been your bedroom there. It's been your front... We're talking about you know, oh, yeah. and outside. I've been through a lot. This guy's this guy nuts. What are you saying? This guy takes a week off the podcast <laughs> and he comes. He comes back absolutely you saying know what he's talking about. <laughs> hey, <laughs> guys, this guy's rusty, man. <laughs> <laughs> you guys started the show yeah. going shots. I'm just oh. returning. Golly. Well, I'll tell you what. Speaking of the NCAA tournament rug, uh, Terps are firing, man. Well, I think. I think. I think boys are a little bit yeah. fired up. They might be listening to the podcast because <laughs> I've essentially said every single one of those guys sucks, and they're proving me dead wrong. I think since I said something about we're just not that good this year, what have we fired off? Five of our last six, winning at home, four of our last five. I mean, hey, we look good this week, uh, so let's just rip up a little bit of the X's and O's here. Maryland at home, both games. We played twice. Wisconsin, the first one. Uh Beat the shit out of them. I mean, we gave them a little spank and then sent them on their way. It was like Tyler Wall walked in. We just gave him a red bottom. You know, one of these. <laughs> and I hate we them up. See Get your ass out of here. I hate those guys. Hate uh, them. So I'm glad we. I'm glad we gave them a little bit of a. Uh, a little bit of a lick. Did the same with Nebraska, dude. You know what? It, you know what it is. We were talking about this before, like Maryland being. What, what top five defense in the Big Ten, and we're holding these guys. I mean, dude, scored in fifty five points. Wisconsin doesn't score that many points to begin with, but I mean, their field goal percentage was thirty nine percent. Like, I mean, that's just fucking pitiful. You can't you can't win doing that anywhere. And if we continue to do that, obviously the the crowd had a huge factor on that as well. Playing in the Xfinity Center is tough. I'm not sure many teams will be able to beat us. Yeah. And like we were talking about the tournament, I mean, those are two wins that you get back to back and you totally flip from like, okay, I think we're a bubble team to we're going to be in the tournament and any team looking, I don't want to play Maryland because if they make their threes, we're probably going to lose. Um, if you're sitting there, if you're a six seed and you have to play Maryland first round, that's not a team you want to see. Not at all. I definitely don't want to. I think it's easy for fans. Like you, you judge your season based off of like, the games you play Purdue or the games that you're playing Michigan State. Like, I know Michigan State isn't as great, but, you know, the teams are at the top of the conference. But the point of every season, like, you got to beat the teams you're quote-unquote supposed to beat at home. And we've done that. Like, we've done that for the past two weeks. We've beaten teams that you could say we're supposed to beat at home. And then you get to the end of the conference season and uh, you look up and you got yourself in the mix. And it's hard to go on the road and beat Iowa. It's hard to go on the road to beat Purdue. It's hard to go on the road and beat anybody. But this team has done in the past couple weeks. They've beaten teams at home, and um, yeah, that's that's obviously the sign. I think of the that's team. special because like home. that's part of like building 
a program, right, is like home court advantage. Like it doesn't matter who's we have this year, this next year, whatever. Like you come to Xfinity Center, it's it's gonna be a tough game. And I think like the last, really the whole season, like we've lost what one home game this year. I think UCLA. Aside from that, I don't think we lost. Um, right. And we've been beating, mm-hmm. we've been like beating teams handily at home. And I think like this is something we talked about before. Was like you remember that year? What our freshman year? We said that we felt like we were better on the road for some reason because we were more comfortable or whatever it was like less pressure this team it seems like the opposite like they get at the x and they look so confident and comfortable at home like the offense is flowing and everybody's getting touches um like i don't know it's it's great to see like you know we have we've we've defined a home court advantage you know what else and it's exciting what else they did is what we talked about yesterday or last week we beat Wisconsin by 18, scored 73 points. That's, you know, we averaged 73 points at home. What else do we average? 14 three-point attempts at home, which is seven less than we do on the road. Again, we shot f- six for 14. Dude, that's that's a deeper, you know, that goes much deeper than just the stat. That means that we're not sitting there. We're not trailing early. We're not trying to get it all back with one shot. We're doing a system now. And then once we get these e- easy buckets, it not only takes – you know them out of their rhythm but now you're starting to be able to do our our full court press which takes them completely out of her out of what they've been wanting to do this whole year which is slow the game down you know all that stuff do you guys remember when this might have been our i think it was our second year because turge wasn't i mean we we got off to a good start our freshman year this is back Melo trimble was a sophomore right which is my freshman year yeah basically you know Turge used to talk about like playing at home, like losing wasn't an option. He was just talking like, you know, hey, the, you know, we don't lose at home. We're Maryland. Like we're gonna go out in front of that crowd and we're gonna win this game. Like we don't we don't lose at home. And I remember it was kind of like it was a weird thing for me to hear and to say because it was kind of like, you know, why? Like what is doing at home? How is that different from playing on the road? And that year we were better on the road, and like you could kind of feel the disappointment. Every like we we lost at home to Iowa and Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, got our ass kicked by yeah. Pittsburgh. Like there were teams that we, we shouldn't right. have been losing work. to at home. Ass kicked. But you know, I remember him. Like that was the introductory to like all right, college basketball playing at home. Like he used to we used to talk about scouts like, no, we like we're not gonna lose this game. We're playing at home. Like we gotta go take care of the ones on the road. Dude, I just watched a I just and watched I think- a game today. I was at uh actually your little sister's game, Kevin, uh Rutgers and IU women's and IU women bro, they had eighty eight hundred fans there. Like packed arena it was super loud and i was thinking the whole time Rutgers made little runs here and there like to get back into the game and it only took there was two different instances it only took one bucket by iu in a stop and that whole run is completely crushed and it's actually a run for the home team at that point so now like instead of you on a 6-0 run now they're only on a 2-0 run but now you got 8800 fans cheering if they hit another three or they score on the next possession it's even louder, 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 and then you start putting your head down, and it's it, it's just so tough to win on the road that whenever you play at home, you have to win those games, or you can't win the Big Ten. Yeah. And I think the Big Ten regular season championship much tougher to win than the tournament. I know both yeah. are, you know, people want to win tournaments, but over the span of a year, if you can take care of business every single game in and out, you're just a good team. That's, I mean, that's just the definition of a good team, not just a hot yeah. team. You know. And we're talking, we're talking about home court advantages. I do think Xfinity Center, when Maryland is good, 
really good and having a good year. The Xfinity Center is, I think, one of the last. Rocking. It's one of the bigger ones, and it's rocking. Uh, when students are back, when students are back from and on campus, Xfinity Center is one of the best. I think, other than Xfinity Center, I would say Michigan State is one of the louder ones. I want to get y'all's thoughts on what you think is the next best one. Because I remember we won this game, but when Cash and Winston hit the three, um, and I Travis sitting right next to me, and we couldn't hear each other. He was trying to tell me something. I was like, bro, what are you saying? <laughs> Couldn't hear. Right next to each other, screaming Jesus, at me. Jesus, like, and there was up there. Up, I, was, I was grabbing his warm-up, but I was about to throw him on the court. I was like, listen to me, but I'm going to smack you. He couldn't hear me. Nah, I think IU, IU to me is number yeah. one. I got Michigan State two. I got Purdue three. That's 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 my yeah. personal. Yes. The, the thing about Maryland, though, is like Maryland yeah. is, is a big stadium. Like Maryland's bigger than all those stadiums, yeah. and they fill it up in their lap. So you got 92,000 compared to you go to Purdue off the top of my head. Purdue's what, yeah, 13? Yeah. I think it's 12, like I've, 14, yeah. You know, like like there's there's your difference, though, which is why I feel like Maryland is a different beast. Like you walk into that gym, and it's like, oh, like you're not like – it doesn't feel like a college gym, and all of a sudden you're like, damn, there's there's a lot of people here, and it's Well, loud. you know what else is, is major is you have to be a good team, yeah. too. Like – to make that environment tough, Michigan State's already a good team, so it makes it that much tougher. Like IU, yeah, it's super tough to play there. We never really played them when they're at you know a top twenty-five team. Um, besides my my right. freshman year, nobody was there yet. Um, so it was like, yeah, it was loud, but it wasn't anywhere near like what we felt before Purdue going to Purdue when they're the number two team in the country. So like, it, it hand yeah. in hand, you know, big arenas typically you say are you know right there with how good your team is yeah like nebraska they packed that thing but <laughs> nebraska uh, but that's that's what i was gonna say nebraska like like thing. if you look Have at you the big 10 noticed? and first of all the conference is crazy this year because Purdue's 10 and 1 northwestern 6 and 3 and everybody else is like damn near 500 um but yeah. if you look at these home records and this is something like drew and i have talked about it like home teams do not lose in college basketball especially not in the big 10 and like these are and it's crazy. Ranked teams. Ten and one, ten and three, eleven and one, ten and two, twelve and two, nine and two. Nebraska, who's you know not great, is seven and three at home. Now, granted, some of these you know home records are inflated. You play some you know easy games early in the season, but like overall, like guys, especially in the Big Ten, don't lose. It's, guys don't lose at home. They just don't. Yeah, dude, it's like routine, like. It's not like the NBA where, like, Kevin, you're constant, You're on the road right now. You're constantly on the road. But it's also, you know, you're not going against a, a student section either every single night. Like, not every possession. In college, you just feel every single possession has so much magnitude that it's so tough to, like, get a feel. And then, to be honest, you're just not as good as a college player as, like, you are in the pros where you can't just go on, like, 10-0 self-runs, you know, or get hot by yourself. Right. You don't make 15 threes in a row. You know what I'm saying? So it's just tougher in every aspect, in my opinion, on on the road in the Big Ten. And, Kevin, one thing since you experienced it, obviously us three not quite experienced the NBA life, but I know in college basketball, those student sections, they know your girlfriend, they know your mom, they, they know your sister, and they're attacking you. Is it like that in the oh, NBA? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's it's a completely like you said, it's a completely different energy. Like in college, the games feel like they mean so much more. Like the NBA, especially when you're on the road, like the NBA is a production. It's entertainment. Like people are there to get drunk and have a good time and see some players play, watch a superstar. And so, 
it's different. Like you go to some big cities or certain cities in the NBA that obviously the home crowd is better than others. You go to some cities and it just kind of feels like half the arena is full and it's, the energy is just weird. But like you said, in the Big Ten, you travel out to Nebraska and you're like, damn, like everybody's the student section. Like you said, they know they know my mom, they know my sister. They're this place is packed out. Like, man, this team is tough to score on. Like for some reason, just the court feels smaller. It's loud in here. Like it's not quite the same in the NBA unless until you get to the playoffs where there's, you know, the energy and um, the urgency of the game intensifies. But yeah, the regular season in the NBA compared to like a regular season in college, like they're they're not in its pressure too. Like in college, bro, if you lose like I got that question. I got a question asked to me on Instagram when we released the podcast last week. And they're like, "What is a plane ride like? You know, home. You know, after you lose, like it sucks. Like the locker room sucks. You know, practice is gonna suck. Like so, there's a pressure aspect to it. Now, me, I was chilling. Like I, I was big chilling. Travis Reese, I think we were all chilling. But for the guys that played, like especially if you went out there and and didn't play well, or like you're midway through the game and you're starting to think." Shit, my Twitter, you the know, DMs. I probably lost a hundred Instagram followers. No, ch- no chicks <laughs> in the DMs. You know, I'm. <laughs> this looks terrible right now, and, I, and I'm on ESPN. As an 18 year old kid, like that, that magnifies it all. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I also think the pressure of self expectation, team expectation, and then you just, you know, you're getting managed in every direction. Yeah. Like your coach is pretty much your parent. Like. You know, he'll give you a little bit of a spank if you play bad. And, you know, it just And that's sucks. like the thing during the regular <laughs> season, like, the, you know, the seat, like, basketball is, is your life, right? Like, everything you do is around, like, the season and the team. Like, when you win, life is just so much, everything is better. Like, we would lose a home game and then we'd go back to the room, order pizza bowlies, everybody would be pouting, video games on for hours. You know, you got to get up and go to class the next day and, and you got kids staring at you, like, oh, sh- like, oh, shit. Like, you know, yeah, you guy suck. Try, you know, <laughs> You they just got in with sports it. betting. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like no doubt, you lost no, me five hundred no bucks. Yeah, way to go, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, you owe me a dinner. You know, I was gonna say that was the, what I was going to do. That was like the worst part about losing in college. You're playing on like Friday, yeah, you can't go out Saturday nights. Like you win that game, it's lit, bro. Okay, it's lit. You lose, you can't. That's go why out, I used right? to have beef with y'all when y'all didn't handle business for me. You're, you're and I'm like, I got, I got this after the game. I got this lined up. We're going there. We're going there. Lose the game, I can't go. I, I just I just can't I can't hey, go. Yeah. I hope we can recut from uh last week when Travis was trying to make fun of people for being the social chair. I think that just pretty much identified no, 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 you no, no, no. as the lead social chair. Trav was the planner. <laughs> Trav was a planner. We just went and handled how, business. Travis was the guy at the door saying, Hey, can you let my five friends in? <laughs> how could I be the planner when I was the last one to get ready? Everyone would walk up and they'd say I'd be I'd be Oh yeah, baby. I'd be Come in on. my room on the bed with a towel on an hour after we were supposed to leave. Chilling. I'm I'm scrolling through I'm scrolling through social media. You know you know how you know how you know how you know how I do. You know how I live like I'm very relaxed, laid back. I be chilling. I got I got I got I got people banging down my door like yo, we're leaving thirty minutes. So how can I be the social chair? <laughs> Travis talking like he wasn't cuffed all of college, talking like he was texting people. Travis texting his girlfriend. Like, hey, you want to meet us out? We, we gotta, we gotta send this guy back to the DL, man. Yeah, yeah. We gotta, we gotta send this guy back to the DL, man. Girlfriend's guy, CL, he's a CL. Y'all gotta keep, keep him. Keep this guy, he's gonna have the podcast. 
keeps a girlfriend, a girlfriend for like <laughs> my goodness two months two months yeah i mean we have officer oh Maurice, you don't want us telling that we, story bro. hey hey i don't think anyone on this podcast <laughs> wants stories we have, Be we careful. have officer herder officially in truck drivers bugging my god he's an fbi <laughs> agent investigating his own friends for fraud this relax gonna hey, hey just i'm just but one thing about the college experience wow. to get people to get people to know Travis mentioned the college experience to be an athlete. One story, we're not going to say which coach said it, um, but Travis came to practice one of his worst practices. Damn, Travis, what the hell? Wait, whoa, practice great. One of his worst practices. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, listen. And you're you're going to remember this. It was during finals week, during exam week. Travis took two exams that morning. Gets to practice. Mentally not there. Not his fault. He took two exams. Business exams, finance exams. The coach goes, I don't give a fuck about school. <laughs> Travis, pick it up, son. Pick it up. And then that was the day. And that's the day you figure out that coaches care about wins. Teachers, teachers don't know what you're doing. So balancing school and basketball is not as easy as people think. So being a D1 athlete is busy. And that's the day we found out coaches truly do not care. As long as you're eligible... And you get your degree, they're proud of you. But other than that, you better. I want to cry that day, man. I'm like, everybody wants something from me, man. I can't, I can't make everybody happy. The teachers are on my ass. I got the coaches on my ass. I got Reese yelling at me to pass on the ball. <laughs> I couldn't win that day. Uh, <laughs> all right. As we continue to sidetrack, uh, let's also look at Nebraska. So we just beat the living breaks off of them. Talk about another little bit of a red, red cheek spanking. Um, they came to, to Xfinity. They shot the ball terribly. Our defense again stepped up. We did what we needed to do. Um, we shot more three-pointers, but, you know, we are up so much, it didn't matter as much. We didn't need to be as crisp. Uh, plus, we, we made a lot of threes. And, you know, one thing I'll say about both games in the past couple weeks, uh, Jameer Young is serious, serious business. He's way better than I thought. He, he's a real dog like i knew he was good and he was at charlotte and i remember seeing him at charlotte and he was a good player dude that dude's like like he's real deal business oh yeah see all conference yeah i think he's in okay. i think if we win if we continue to win yeah i saw something to put him i think it was like bart torvik or somebody one of those like analytics guys has him like first team projected now obviously you know there's politics and all that that goes into those actual selections but um I mean, at worst, he's a second team guy. Um, he's he's been impressive. He's again, I keep I keep saying like he's all three levels. Like he gets whatever he wants, like mid range, little push shots, get into the rim. Finally, actually got a dunk to go down. Two of them last week. Yeah, I mean, Jameer Young, it, dude, dude, more I thought was <laughs> was a layup guy. I didn't know he I didn't know he had the full turn around the hand and and throw it down. Um, he's not cocking it back the way I used to, you know, throw down dunks, but. Pretty impressive. I, I was a little bit surprised by that. <laughs> Your warm-up dunks were impressive. Let's put that on the record, by the way. This guy, would he would limp around all week. He'd come into Sitting warm-ups, hot like, still kind of, you know, stretching his back out. He would he'd throw the ball up to the roof, let it bounce up. Throw it to just, the roof. Just chase. <laughs> Dude, I had to track that thing. And it'd be the perfect, the perfect. Bounce. I was one of the best self. You went up there and he, and I was one of the best self alley-oop guys, self-throw alley-oop guys of all time. Travis, Travis, like running up to the right side of the rim and like 
throwing it off the backboard to himself so- softly and then like barely dunking freaky. it. I used to get freaky. They're throwing my shoulder out. I used to get freaky. I used to get freaky. I used to little little dual three sixty double East Bay behind the back. I, I never used Bay in my life. But I used to get, I used to get freaky warm ups. <laughs> if if the, if the student section was there, f- flash mob ninety minutes before tip off, I was get, I used I used to get yeah. freaky warm ups. That's where I went. It's, so was instead of just twice. instead of just hot tub, I'd go cold tub before the game <laughs> to get my joints right before big games. Make sure you just lied. You just straight up lied to us. <laughs> I'd get you just lied. I'd get stretched though. I, I would big games with big student sections. You better believe I was full tilt before the game. I'm talking full sweat in the locker room. I'm you know I'm not eating pretzels in in warm up lines that day. I'm going full throttle alley oop after alley oop after. It's crazy. Cause then we'd sit down, we'd that sit down for like three bro. hours straight and do nothing after. The, there was no, there was no cool down. There was no nothing. It was like, all right, get comfy, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys are talking about who's sending whose Venmos for who's making the liquor. Yeah. That was what we were figuring out. We, not me though, not social. In share. blowouts. Hang on, but that was in blowouts. What, blowouts. what do we? So speaking of blowouts, what do we think of? Uh, it's like. We obviously had a bunch of games where we would run up the score a little bit. We'd beat somebody by 30. Um, and we'd come into practice the next day. Do you guys remember how we used to feel about blowouts? Like, I personally don't because I didn't I didn't care. But everybody else, like, Kev, how did you feel after a blowout? Like, were you more like, hey, we don't need to practice that hard today? Or was it more? Well, it, it depends. No, I mean, there are some games that, you know, the best practices are obviously when you had like a low minute group so there was like some of the stars you got to take off the scrimmage game and used to talk shit and you guys would play like those are the best days and those would only happen after blowouts then there was also some of those blowouts where it's like you're supposed to beat this team mm-hmm. by 20 and you and you beat them by 20 but for some reason your coach wasn't satisfied with with how you beat him or how you did it and then like practice is almost worse because he's like oh we, we should have mm-hmm. done that like you know we're gonna go do shell and we're gonna work on how many times we didn't help off the mm-hmm. weak side so it really kind of depends um, but obviously the blow, like you need some of those blowouts over the course of the year, just like the mental grind wear and tear of the season that all of a sudden you're sitting there in the second half at, at the timeout at eight minutes. And you're like, man, I might, I might see Mr. Terrell in there throwing some pistols up or, uh, you know, one of these guys trying to figure out who's going to bring the ball up the court. Cause they're, they're 13 <laughs> players pressure in full court. <laughs> these guys want to bring it up. There, there was, nothing uh, more. so those games are great. But then it was your coach had to chill out. Like those are games like coach one by 20. You know, let's practice is good. We got three, four days till our next game. Like, hey, Drew, you should tell you should tell that uh, you should tell the Rutgers story, Drew, <laughs> at Rutgers. Oh, bro, no, no, this was at home. I was at home, was at home, but it was, bro, it was terrible. It was the worst, worst <laughs> three minute stretch of my entire career. So my freshman year, we're beating Rutgers by like fifty, maybe more. So I'm in at the under four timeout. I did not ever sit in those chairs. <laughs> like those under four timeouts, never once sat in them except for this game in particular. Rutgers, he's throwing us all in. He's talking about he's talking about they bring the chairs out for timeouts, yeah. like the five players in the game. Media Same timeout chairs. under four, so that's sitting in the little chair. It's a holy it's, it's a different feeling. It's, it's a different holy feeling. Grail, bro. It's the holy grail. That's where it's where you strive to be. So anyway, I'm sitting in the chair. And I look to my left, like the white flag has been waved. We're getting in because Rutgers has already put in all their scrubs. And you go scrub for scrub, you know, that's an even out. You know, that's a, that's a, you know, they score, we score, they don't score, we don't score. You know what I'm saying? 
I look to my left, all five starters checking back in the game. And I said, son of a bitch. I said, I, I even like made a little mention to the to Turgeon. I was like, hey. Hey, coach, look at that. There's a guy that's coming in. <laughs> they hey, up. Get me out of this chair you know, now. Five for five. Get me out. They just went five for five. What was that point guard's name, Trav? Uh, really good point guard. Not, was it Corey Sanders? It was Corey Sam Sanders. Sanders. Corey Sanders. crazy, by the way. Bro, and they go full court, diamond, full court trap. I mean, I'm talking like I'm sitting at the free throw line, and I'm whispering to Sanders. I'm like, push me to the corner and deny me hard. I'm not going to break hard. Don't let me catch it. It's like, just don't let me catch it. I don't want to catch it. That dude gives me – he opens up completely, is telling the passer, here, I'll let you throw it to him. They're in. They're pinching my pinching my stomach, screaming. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. Dude, they're literally pinching my stomach. I mean, I was in so much pain. And he's yelling, full, full throttle. He doesn't want it. And I said, no, I don't want it. I just told you to deny me as hard as you can. Three straight turnovers. They bang like five straight threes. Eh, sub. You know, one minute, one minute left in the game, we're up ten, and I'm not sure we could have we could have held on. So that's another thing. Never put the the bench guys in too early, and if the white flag is waved, make sure it's actually waved. You know, don't don't look over there and think, oh, these guys can handle the starter. No, we can't. <laughs> I didn't want that. I also feel like on the opposite side, as the away team, respect the white exactly. flag. Exactly. Like, hey, let's look up. This thing is that like. Let's let these guys get some work in. That's what the fans you know what it is. Some of these coaches care about these uh, like net rankings and things like that. It takes like it's margin huge. of victory into like account for, so they want this the margin to be as as big or little as possible because they you know they they care about. That's why there were times where like we we didn't finish the game well and like we'd hear about it a little bit like, come on guys, you turn the ball or whatever blah blah. blah. And the game was obviously out of hand by that point, but like some some of these coaches care. Bro, my my senior night at Minnesota, Turgeon was yelling to Patino. He was like, foul him, foul him. And we were up nine. And Turgeon's yelling to Patino, foul him so he can get to the line. And Patino was like, hell no. Like, we're fighting for our tournament life. Like, I need this. This is big for my, for our net rankings. I respect the hell of it. I would airballed both free throws. I was like, fuck, don't foul me. <laughs> Do not touch me, Kalsher. Let me go by you, please. Just let me go by you. He was like, nah, coach, we're killing me, bro. <laughs> I, from that day on, I, I I haven't liked Gabe Kalsher since that point. Really nice guy, though. He seems like a nice guy. Really nice guy. <laughs> so, um, okay, that was a long, long-winded answer of blowouts are good, but they they have meaning to them as well. So, okay, we're taking now scouting reports. We just beat two teams by 20. Lower teams in our league. Um, I'm considering Wisconsin a lower team in our league now. Um and now we're playing the hottest team in the league besides ourselves, which is IU. I think they've won five or six in a row. Their, their fans are buzzing. Um, probably top five best player in the conference, Trace Jackson Davis, uh, and they're coming to Xfinity Center. So, you know, what type of, what type of mood do you think we're going to be in? Are we going to be complacent, or do you think we're going to be fired up? Or do you think it depends on how big our crowd is and how they show out? I think what what is, I think, good for us at this point in the season is, like, it's a new game. Like, we haven't played Indiana yet. Um, so I think that alone that you should get up for a new conference matchup with a team you haven't seen before. And they're what? I mean, we're now five and five in the league. We're there six and four in the league. So this is one of those. Um, 
I mean, this is one of those matchups that shakes up the standings. Like, this is where you, this is one of those even tilt kind of games where, like, if you want to be in the top half, if you want to fight for a single buy in the Big Ten tournament, like, you, you got to win a game like this at home. So I, I think they'll be ready to go is, 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 is what I'm looking for here. This team worries me again. I mean, obviously, Trace Jackson Davis, we're, we talked about in the past, our, uh, Foul trouble for a big big boy Juju. If he gets in foul trouble, it's you know, our depth behind him isn't great. I use athletic, they're big. Trace is he's relentless, he's all game, he's pressure at the rim, he's dunking, he's uh he's he's tough. Yeah, you, you gotta double team him. So they present a lot of problems. I think if, if Juju can stay in the game, stay out of foul trouble, I, I you know I like I like us, especially at home. I could probably get Trace's it's gonna be interesting. cell phone number if you want to text him. <laughs> Yeah, this, guy <laughs> this guy's talking crazy about. Him. He's big, athletic, best player I've seen. I mean, my God! <laughs> All right, but the guy is I mean, just about he's bugging. He's been bugging. No, he's just yeah. um, But it's Kevin's right there because our problem is usually my fault. My fault, hey, my fault fellas. Usually my fault. stopping big man, and I think uh, the good thing is Patrick uh, mainly for us played well last game when Juju was out, which is nice to see because Juju loves Fallon. That guy loves to foul. So if he's in foul trouble, um, hopefully Patrick can go and slow down Trace. But that's a lot taller task than stopping Nebraska. Dude, one good thing though is like they've they just did it against Hunter Dickinson, who is very similar. He's left-handed. He likes going left. Hunter Dickinson has a has better finishing ability. Well, athleticism. No, 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 not not athleticism. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you're in the post. Like Hunter can go over both shoulders for the most part. Trace is a one-dimensional. He's a right shoulder, yeah. uh, left-handed guy. He doesn't like using his his right hand. So now we've worked on that with Dickinson, where you come into trap. You know, I, I think it can be somewhat similar. Now, you know, Trace will put his elbow above the square. I mean, it's different, but for the most part, that's the same type of coverage. I think Trace is just more physical. Like Trace, just his pressure consistently all game. Like Hunter Dickinson wants to step out. He'll take mm-hmm. some threes. I think. He's he's bigger size. Like he doesn't draw fouls the way Trace is. He's looking for contact. He's looking to play through you. He's obviously looking to continuously get back to his left hand. I just think he puts more pressure on your defense than Hunter might for the consistency of a whole game. Which I is can, why, which is like I said, the foul trouble there that worries me. My concern too is Maryland. I know it's the home away shooting threes. I also think they shoot a lot of threes against really good shot blockers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when a team clogs a paint, we're just like, okay, I'm not going to finish well, on him, so let me just jack this three. <laughs> and I think, I think that's one thing that we'll do. And I think Trace is such a good shot blocker that I just think we're going to shoot threes. Um, and if we do, just settle for threes and not try to get to the rim or get him in foul trouble. I think that's I a think great. Could lose that's a game, great point, especially like if you watch the last two games. I think our wings, like Hakeem and Dante. You could tell they made like a concerted effort to get into the paint. They would do like the little perimeter to post, shoot the little push shots in the lane. Like they were attacking the the basket rim and like Wisconsin, Nebraska, like neither one of those teams has a real like shot blocker. There's nobody you go into the paint you're worried about. He is a little bit different um, because he, you know, he's he's a, he's a presence inside. Um, but I think like for us to continue winning games and and to be like competitive, like those two guys that came to Dante, they, they got to keep being aggressive. Like I think that's been the biggest change I think in the past couple of weeks is like those guys have been aggressive and they've been really good. Yeah. Like Hakeem, I I saw a stat. They said he's like the most. Um, I forget who was. 
Dude, his plus minus is, is he's incredible. like the most efficient player in the Big Ten. He's like he's literally like the most efficient rating, efficient player in the Big Ten. Um Yeah, like plus thirty. It's crazy. You like, saw it, saw it. He, it's it's insane. Yes. Um but I, I they both need to keep being aggressive. Like he needs to be aggressive. Tay needs to keep shooting the ball. He started pushing the ball and kind of throwing at the rim early this year. Like shoot it. Um he has a good touch, he can make those shots. I think that's been like the biggest change that has helped us play better the last two weeks. Well, Kevin called it too a couple weeks ago when he was talking about Don Carey. He's like, man, if that guy shoots well, pretty much everything kind of flows with that because then that's somebody that you can't leave. I mean, he was four for four the other night. Um, you know, when he shoots well, I think Maryland is just so much better because Jameer then has so much more room to work with. So uh, if those guys can continue to hit shots and Hakeem continues to like be aggressive and gets more aggressive. I, I don't know who could beat us with with what we've got cooking up. At home, yeah. We're a different team. I mean, defensively, obviously, is, that's our strength. So we're a different team when when Don's making shots and Hakeem pitches in. But, you know, Jamari brings it every night. That's why he's, he's going to be an all-league type of player. It's every game you're looking at. And this guy just putting up numbers. I think Dante and Juju have done their part. But we're a different team when – for for me, when Hakeem and Don, when they bring it, because defensively, I think you know, defensively we've we've been consistently good all year. Yeah, I agree. And, and another thing too is IU <clears throat> these past couple of years have not been that good of a shooting team. I saw some said they're like 14th or 15th in the country shooting threes. I mean, like somebody's got to fact check that, but I'm pretty sure I saw that, and it was in the country. It's uh. If that's the case and you have a dominant big, that's really tough to guard. I mean, you either double, then it's just swing, swing, bury something, and then, you know, it, it's just tough. It, it makes defending those type of guys tougher, although it is on the road, which, you know, obviously plays favor into us. What do you guys think um, in terms of momentum and things like that? I know, you know, winning creates train load of, of momentum. What do you think about the rest of the league in terms of respecting Maryland? And, you know, we had that massive loss to UCLA and it kind of took us off the map. Even fans, you know, kind of stopped going for a little bit. Um, you know, if we get this win, do you think this is the complete 360 into, hey, this is a real tournament team and Sweet 16 is actually, you know, extremely achievable? Well, I do. And one thing I'll mention before is also when you talk about teams respecting each other, I think Maryland's that team that teams do respect but I'm looking at Northwestern and I see whenever they're six and three uh it's one of those things you're like okay they probably played a trash Big Ten schedule ain't nobody worried worried about about Northwestern bro I agree (laughs) that's what I'm saying that's what people look at but I think when you look at Maryland if they're up at six and three you're like okay they're legit but this year's team I think some I think it depends I think Michigan State does not respect this Maryland team I would see they're gonna bully them teams like that I could see IU thinking Maryland's not very good um, but other than that, I think teams should, and I think they do respect this Maryland team. In terms of the tournament, like it comes down to all about who who you beat. Who's Maryland's Illinois. best one of the year? Well, Miami was a good one. Miami on, on a neutral best court one. was Miami. a good one. Best one at home. Miami was um, – but, you know, this team, you know, go back to it. We've beaten teams at home we probably are supposed to beat. Coming up, we got, we got IU, we got Purdue again. We go to Michigan State. You know, we got some we got some big boys coming up, um, and it's all about who you beat. So this should be great to get this one at home. I think it. I think IU is a tournament team. Obviously, they're a preseason 
preseason pick to win the Big Ten, so they got a lot of talent. But, you know, Merrill, we still got to keep stacking wins. Um, but we've taken care of business, obviously, the last couple yeah, weeks. I'm just screwed up. I, they're, that's the good thing about the big, the good and the bad thing about the Big Ten schedule is you can stack quad one and quad two wins. There's not many conferences that every single night you play, if you win, guess what? That's a resume builder. You know, whereas if you're in the Atlantic 10 or you're in <clears throat> different con- conferences like that, even, even the ACC, you know, there's not many that are as, <clears throat> as good as the Big Ten, which is, you know, helpful and hurtful, which you see in the rankings of the Big Ten. You can't expect teams to be ranked like they are in the, you know, Big 12. That's, that's rare. A lot of teams are ranked, but in the Big Ten, everybody's just beating each other. And, you know, home court is so big in the Big Ten that it's, to me, it's impossible to win them. Yeah. To think that also helps. Like, I think at the end of the year, if, you know, if Purdue's, if Purdue's still at the top of the league, you know, someone else might separate themselves for the rest of the, for the rest of this season. But if, if it comes down to it and there's, you know, three through eight are all, still middle pack and they're all similar records i think that definitely helps maryland because how many bids is, is the big 10 going to get this year every year there's seven, seven eight team bid you know so if every team is similar you still got to give the league its respect you you get up to eight ish teams whereas if a couple teams start to separate i think that that hurts maryland's chances if, if maryland continues to stay in the mix and we win at home and we we take a couple on the road but I think the more that there's parity in this league and, and teams are are together in the middle of the pack, that's that's. A I fully agree, and I think now is like now is the time where you kind of got to like ramp up and accelerate and start to separate yourself because like we were talking about earlier, like it's what you know five weeks left of the regular season, right? And like you're at the point of the season where everybody knows everybody. They they they've scouted you, they've game planned, they know your plays, they know your guys, they know their scouting reports. Um, so it's just gonna like who's gonna play harder, who's gonna out tough people, and who's gonna make shots. Like that's that is how you win games late in the season. And like now is the time to do it. You don't want to peak too early in the season. We were really good, and then we were kind of tailed off a little bit. Now we've seemed to have found our footing here. Like now is when you want to kind of pick it up and start to get you know going on a little run here to, to close out the year on you know with some momentum. And there's no secret too with the tournament coming up, and you know talking uh, about momentum. Who's the one coach in the Big Ten that you do not want to see in February or March? Izzo. Tom Izzo. And what did he... Mine was usually that until we whooped him my senior year (laughs) twice. (laughs) Thanks, Reese. You really, really helped my point here. So Tom Izzo, I think he had a crazy stat where if you stayed all four years with him, like if you, from freshman to senior year, you made it to a Final Four at one point in your career. And it was like over a 20-year span. That's ridiculous. Like, could you imagine every couple of years you're going to a Final Four no matter what? Hey, I want to play for you, Izzo. And he can essentially say, hey, you'll get a ring and you'll go to a Final Four. Guess what? I want to go play for that guy. There's no secret that you don't want to play him in January, February, and March because he builds that momentum. He goes into the tournament you know, on a crazy high. And he understands how to coach his teams like that. You know, I, I know you know, he can't dictate everything. But come on, it, it, everybody knows you do not want to play Izzo in February. You know who else you don't want to play in February, March? Kevin Willis. You don't better. want to play that guy in February, March either. You don't. Yeah, no, you, you don't. see him coming, running at you in February, March. You run the other way, pal. You. And I think that's. I think that <laughs> is. We need a coach that in ten years we look back, we say, one, 
he did what he needed to do. He came in, he completely reduced the program. Two, he got massive recruits from inside the Maryland DMV area. And three, every four years, you know, he's fighting for a national championship. You know, or you can make it even less. But you want to look back and say, Willard Willard was a dog. And I think, you know, I think he's on the right track for that just off of how he's approaching the intensity of, you know, this team, which we've all said is maybe not the most skilled team in the world. But dude, he like is we're gonna be like a five or six seed if we keep going. Yes. He's coaching his ass off. But here's the thing though, if he does everything you just talked about, we won't be looking back on anything. Willard's gonna be here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so it's this is gonna be this is so, gonna be a uh, Willard. Until he passes program. it off to, but, to Kevin yeah, I mean, he's, in he's, thirty years. And that was just you, Maryland head coach, Travis Bauman, Lee recruiter, first assistant on the bench. Reese Monas, strength well, coach. Reese will be my dobo. I'd just be the crazy guy. I'd be the crazy donor of practices that nobody can tame. Why is that guy on the floor? He's allowed to be. That's why. And I'd be that guy. I'd be in a suit. Speaking of that, before before Drew, we got it. We got it. We got to make this a thing now. Drew, what's uh, what's one thing this week you hated? Or you know what? What's one thing you loved this week that happened, Andrew? Tell us about that. Uh, one thing. One thing I absolutely hated uh, is I could not stand the the way Wisconsin plays basketball just does not make sense to me how how you don't adapt to playing like 21st century basketball you know what i'm saying you go you watch those games they slow the pace down entirely they're not very good on defense they don't have a good big they don't shoot the ball very well if you don't shoot the ball very well hey speed up the pace a little bit maybe maybe wreak a little bit of havoc too many fundamentals too much bs so you know that's one thing that i can't stand and uh it was tough for me to watch it it's a good one I hate those guys um last thing I'll talk about Travis. Well, are we gonna go Travis? What did you like or hate about One this thing I, I liked about this week? Um <laughs> sheesh. This week kind of sucked. I didn't like anything about it. ah two and oh for the turps. Black I, I I love I love the blackout theme. There it is. We had black t shirts like all around that. the stadium. Um the students were back, they packed the house out. Scott Van Post tweeting about it. I heard he wants to 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 jump on the pod one day and do a little show some the old turf some love word around the block. That's that's what I liked. That that's that's one thing I really liked this week. All right, you you, you have Reese. to go now. Reeser. Nah, no more needs to be said here. Two and no turps. You'd love to yep. see it. Everything good. I'll take it outside of college basketball. There's been a lot of no calls in the NBA at the end of basketball games. They need to figure that part out. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not anybody's fan. There's uh there there just needs to be some sort of acknowledgement at the end of basketball games the NBA. Those things bad just aren't going the way they're supposed to be. You can't, tell me, you know, you can't tell me you would have gone you would have gone full, you know what is that upward dog like LeBron did there for five minutes. <laughs> we've already the Clay the Clay Thompson the Clay Thompson. The ref, come on, and, and, and then he hit me. <laughs> he hit my elbow. How these guys in the league could punch a ref in the face and not get a T. Kevin says, come on. Speaking of that, did y'all see Pat Bev last yeah. night with the camera? That's the best technical five I've ever seen in my life. It's the best I've ever seen in my that life. That was hilarious. He literally... Hilarious. <laughs> I love that just simply he walked up. He had a camera. He literally brought a camera like up to the referee and said, look at this. That you, that's the best technical foul in the history of the league. It, I agree. And that's it's when just, you know, too... Just, 
wildly disrespectful, but it was it was absolutely Two things. Hilarious. Who gave him the camera? That's an expensive <laughs> camera. Great. Right. Like, do you think he just went over there and said, give me that? And then two, two, 100%. you know, as a ref, if somebody's bringing you photo it's evidence bad. and is trying to show bad. you, that guy had to be thinking, oh, shit, that's going to be on the two minute. He definitely. Well, they that. admitted it. They admitted it after the game. Like, it took all of five minutes for the NBA to acknowledge that they got the call yeah. wrong. So, I mean, that was great to see. But, like, hey, those refs are going to fly to the next city, do a game in two nights, and, you know, nothing's going to happen to them. Well, I'll, I'll but, say this. Hopefully there's no missed calls this week. Terps have IU, then they're against Minnesota. Um, Hunter Dickinson, uh, nobody at Maryland don't cares care. about you, man. We don't. Trust, me. Trust and believe, not a single guy. We we only talk about you because we, like we like to make fun of you. That's it. It's the only reason I, I enjoy talking about you. Other than that, you don't have any real estate in anybody's head. Uh, come join the pod sometime, man. This is another episode of the old Terps podcast coming at you live. Kevin Hurd, Reese Mona, Travis Valman, and your boy, Andrew Terrell. We appreciate it. Can't wait to see you guys next week. Like, smash that subscribe button, uh, and shout go Terps. Shout out to us. Shout out to us. Shout out to us. Shout out to us, baby. Beyond the Big Ten is a network of podcasts that aims to be your go-to resource for all things Big Ten. We cover the entire conference with shows hosted by ex-players and athletic alumni, aiming to be your go-to source of information and entertainment for your favorite team. Hosted by ex-Big Ten players, media, and insiders, our podcasts are focused on giving diehard fans and those alums an inside scoop about the teams and people that make the Big Ten Conference one of the most watched and most talked about conferences in sports. We're excited to talk Big Ten basketball with you wherever you may be. Subscribe now.